green mountains and blue waters, our most precious treasures as idealized in classical poetry and paintings. They inspire the dreams of the many who build, guard and revere the homeland of the Chinese people. But what transfigured the dreams of this Jiangxi photographer while recording the patterns of avian flight? On the frigid Tibetan plateau, a patrol ranger protects this animal and human habitat with his life. A professor to whom plants and trees are sacred has launched an initiative in Yunnan to protect China's indigenous plants. This coal miner's daughter has witnessed the rebirth of her coal town home as a beauty spot of clear waters. The stately pace of ecological civilization has revived the lost wonder of this homeland. June marks not only the grasslands most luxuriant season, but also visits from a special group of guests known as birdmen from across the country. Trying their best to be unobtrusive, their mission at Baiyin Aubor National Nature Reserve is to photograph the exotic migratory birds spending the summer here. Northwestern Hershigtung Banner in Chifung, Inner Mongolia, is the site of the world's sole sandy spruce forest nature reserve. The demoiselle crane is among the many bird species that flock here each April. The sight of recently hatched demoiselle crane chicks staying close to their parents as they walk and forage in the grassland presents a priceless image of avian family life. The assembled birdmen have been waiting for this moment to start taking pictures, or in photographic jargon, shooting the birds. Living as a birdman has long been Zhou Jianyu's dream. Achieving it isn't too difficult as long as you're financially independent and have unlimited free time. 
in 2015, Zhou Jianyu left his hometown of Shangrao, Jiangxi to work as a photographic consultant in Chengdu, Sichuan. He later traveled the world and photographed 100 or more bird species. Recent improvements to the ecological environment due to grazing prohibition have attracted more and more birds here, rare species among them. So-called birdmen share a common knowledge of their names and habitats. The expressions flying aces and plumage perfectos are also part of the birdman vernacular. For Zhou Jianyu, capturing the aerial splendor of magnificently plumaged birds is an all-consuming pursuit. As spring turns to summer, bird breeding is rapidly followed by chick rearing. Having recorded their fill of demoiselle crane activities, the birdmen make haste to Poor Young Lake in the south to shoot white-winged terns and their chicks. Mimicking bird calls is more effective than using food lures. It opens a dialogue between bird and birdman and the chance of closer shots. Taking truly superb pictures requires being as unobtrusively close to the bird as possible. That's why camouflage is a requisite skill for any self-respecting birdman. Shooting from the shore isn't working, so Zhou Jianyu and his companions decide to wade in. This part of Poyang Lake has abundant prickly water lilies, so wading is a bit risky waiting for the best possible moment to take a shot calls for infinite patience. 
As time passes, the conversation moves on from photographic equipment and techniques. Zhao Zhenyu was astonished to hear that his fellow photographer from Jiangxi has rejected an offer from a well-reputed magazine for his pictures. Because 不管是什么样的物种，你到了食物链的顶端的时候，你就会肆无忌惮。其实我们人类也是一样。Enlightened by his fellow photographer's worldview, Zhou Zhenyu's focus broadened from solely the quality of his pictures to social issues. These days, he's always last to leave a shooting session. The reason for this change is a photograph he took years ago in his hometown, one which always fills him with sorrow. While at Poyang Lake, Zhou Zhenyu takes the opportunity to go to his hometown, a village in Shangrao, Jiangxi. His childhood memories of its beautiful scenery irresistibly draw him back each year. On returning to his home village, Zhou Zhenyu hears that a local resident is keeping an owl. He decides to go and take a look. The owl is a class 2 protected species in China. Although this one wasn't illegally obtained, keeping it is unlawful. On Zhou Zhenyu's advice, the villager reluctantly agrees to release the owl. The advocacy of an ecological civilization in recent years has triggered the introduction of various relevant policies. Bird photographers and their activities reflect the slightest change. 
Joel Janu plans to hold a series of bird photography exhibitions as a long-term public good to promote bird protection. Protecting the environment and birds involves everyone. It's a collective effort to coexist harmoniously with nature. Ensuring that birds can continue to build their homes in a clean and beautiful environment of peaceful coexistence with humans will also prolong the survival of humankind. The indisputable fact is that the lives of all creatures in the ecosystem are interconnected. It's easy to forget that our destiny is linked to antelopes roaming the frigid Tibetan plateau, as well as to that of birds. At the Changtang Nature Reserve in Tibet, at an altitude of 5,000 meters, August is the rainy season, when lush grasses make this the best season for animals and herders alike. This area is the native habitat of Tibetan antelopes and black-necked cranes. By this time, the calving season for Tibetan antelopes is over, but patrol ranger Tachen remains alert. Two months ago, he and his colleagues set up tents near a station to keep watch over the reserve's highly vulnerable pregnant antelopes. Today, Ta Chen and his colleague Dandrop Dorj are on a patrol to ward off lurking wild beasts and ruthless poachers. This is a job that's safer in pairs. That hundreds of Tibetan antelopes on the reserve survived the calving period is gratifying. But the patrol remains a tough and vital task. Upon hearing a caravan is passing through, Ta Chen goes to investigate. Tibetan antelopes have been under threat from poachers since the 1990s. But after close questioning, Ta Chen is relieved to find that these herders are here to trade fine-bred horses. That said, keeping watch is the prime duty of a patrol ranger. Shenzhou County's patrol rangers cover an area of several hundred square kilometers. They record what they've observed in the Changtang Field Monitoring Record Book. Heightened protection has brought heartening results, evident in the growing numbers of Tibetan antelopes. This makes Ta Chen feel very proud. These daily records also provide reliable research data.
，这是数量，数量有一百四十三个藏的呀，今天，嗯、呃，公的只有两个，这属猫的有一百四十一个，这里面今年的小藏的啊，那个不到一岁的有六十三个，距离的话就三百米，有些藏文都不会写，不会写的话这里标出来，藏羚的话写那个一，藏云人的话写二。Locals regard Ta Chen as a hero. He once protected local antelopes from an attack by a snow leopard, to which the scars on his hand testify, and by a brown bear. Ta Chen feels honoured to have encountered such a beautiful, rarely seen beast as a snow leopard. A single patrol can last from one to several days. Stopping for a break in this cold, blustery wilderness, Da Chen and Dundrup enjoy their lunch of beef jerky, steamed bread, and hot water. During his 20 years as a semi-volunteer and public servant at the County Forestry Bureau, Ta Chen's modest monthly stipend has risen from a few hundred to over 1,000 yuan. This reflects the greater value accorded to environmental protection. Encounters with snow leopards and poachers are rare. Unfortunately, incursions by environmentally ignorant people and inadvertent entries by herders seeking grazing are not. Born into a herder's family and having herded cattle and sheep since childhood, Ta Chen is adept with a shepherd's sling. His reverence for animals and mother nature generally is rooted in his herding heritage. Tachen never dreamed of becoming a patrol ranger tasked with protecting Tibetan antelopes. His concern for wildlife originates in his innate love for wild animals. But he now knows that wildlife protection requires a collective effort and that he must convince more people of the importance and urgency of this task. Rangers analyze every carcass found on the reserve to determine its cause of death. This dead wild yak is a sharp reminder of the omnipresent danger here. In recent years, Tachen has witnessed a number of Tibetan antelopes deaths after they ran into these wire fences. They are a real threat to wildlife.
Wire fences are built to prevent overgrazing and the grassland degradation it leads to. But they have a negative effect in that they pose fatal threats to migrating wild animals, despite reserved passages. Tachin reported this problem to the County Forestry Bureau and the new director has come to carry out an inspection. A patrol ranger highlights the danger that fencing poses by demonstrating how antelopes crash into it. The director discusses the problem and its possible solutions with local herdsmen. Realising the negative impact of fencing on wildlife, the herdsmen agree to remove it. The County Forestry Bureau, meanwhile, will ensure that passages are in place. Tachen regards Shenzhou County Forestry Bureau as his home because he knows that within it, something he cares deeply about is safe. This is a lost black-necked crane that Tachen found and has been keeping in the bureau. Two months from now, in the mating season, he'll release it. Reported data shows that 28 wild species live in the Shenzhou County area. Black-necked cranes spend their happiest and hardest times here, mating, laying eggs, and hatching and raising chicks. Local people regard them as sacred. Chen gladly shares his knowledge about these birds with visitors. Tachin enjoys sharing pictures and videos of black neck cranes through his online WeChat group with an appreciative audience unable to see them in the flesh. He calls himself the Tibetan antelope herder. Shenzhou County's annual horse racing festival, a carnival event on the plateau, is held each July 25th. Ta Chen, his colleagues and their families all revel in this traditional celebration of harmony with nature.
After being a patrol ranger for over 20 years, Ta Chen is in no doubt that building a peaceful, safe home for humanity requires first creating one for wildlife. His greatest ambition is that his son remembers him as a patrol ranger. If birds in flight symbolize our dreams and running antelopes reflect our living conditions, what messages do silent plants and trees convey about our destiny? Professor Long Chunlin of Minzu University of China is here on his 35th trip to Xishuangbana's Jino Mountains. A dedicated ethnobotanist, he has forged an indissoluble bond with the ethnic minorities of Yunnan and the area's indigenous plants, which are rich in specific genes and distinct for their genetic diversity. Sheltered by a big banyan tree, this spot is home to the Jinor people, the last of China's 56 ethnic groups officially recognized. Longchunlin's Jinor friend, Zhou Bulu, has asked him to impress on local tea farmers the urgency of preserving the local biodiversity. Eighteen years ago, when Long Chunlin was doing research at a local village, he stumbled upon a tea plantation that was a thousand years old. The annual ritual of worshipping ancient tea trees, still performed here in the Jinor Mountains, has helped to preserve many species. This ancient ritual expresses the primeval human reverence for nature and the interdependence of all its plants and creatures. Forty years ago, when the tender tea leaves of ancient trees sold for about 4 yuan per kilo, the national conservation policy included part of the local forest belonging to the village in the country's nature reserves. This greatly reduced the village's resources for making a living. To increase their incomes, local villagers decided to grow food crops and fruit trees on the ancient tea garden. Long Chunlin was horrified at this idea, especially as it was no isolated case, but a common practice throughout Yunnan. Long Chunlin did his utmost to dissuade Jinor mountain villagers. But as it turned out, improvements in the domestic tea markets 
made them understand the value of ancient tea trees. As a result, the tea plantation and its encompassing ecosystem remained. But years later, the booming tea economy has raised new issues. While on one of his inspections of the ancient tea garden, Long Chuenlin saw that some branches had been amputated. Zhou Bulu himself succumbed to the temptation of greater profits by planting new tea trees in between the ancient ones. But he does worry about the adverse effects of greater production. A visit to the tea garden reveals even worse problems in the form of destructive damage inflicted on the forest. This是一棵奇树，这些树的话呢，实际上是给这个整个茶园啊有一定的遮阴，这样的话茶树的品质会更好。茶农啊，他都不听这些话啊，还有一个很重要的因素就是有了这些大树，同时这个还有其他的一些
but environmentally it is far from it. Because 这是一个国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的国际的
。咱们在船行驶过程中，大家保持船舱内的卫生，不要向河水里扔垃圾。Upon arrival at work each morning, Zhu Xueneng performs an important daily ritual in preparation for the first trip. 就想让游客，呃，除了看到风景的美之外，还要看到我们当地人的美。Each of the dozen or so boats here has a pilot and a tour guide, but only Zhu Xueneng performs both roles. After five years on this job, she knows all that there is to know about the lake. In this clear water, there are many kinds of fish. In our last year, 垂钓上来最大的一条鱼达到一百零五斤。These days, tourists have already seen a lot of interesting places, so they want to do more than just admire scenery and enjoy good service. 现在来到这里呢，大家对攀湖的感觉怎么样？我觉得这儿河画就是像海洋面。沿途的景点确实没有什么那个很美丽的地方。Although this newly built wetland park has a large body of water and a wide range of plants and animals, it nevertheless lacks the defining characteristics of more well-known tourist attractions. Zhu Xueneng is taken aback at the tourists' criticisms, but beauty is in the eyes of the beholder, and she reflects on the uniqueness of her hometown. 然后原来听我奶奶说，就是我好跟她说，你看，奶奶我怎么带着游客来，他们也不觉得我们这里美。她说，看景不如听景，谁去看那个风景都是一样的，但是里面的故事不一样。Unlike Zhou Jianyu, the birdman who still misses his beautiful hometown, Zhu Xueneng went to find work in Wuxi at the age of seventeen to escape her ugly hometown. 那时候最多的就是麻雀、老鼠，人都想逃离这里，然后就觉得可能动物更更留不住。Shuzhou, once known as Coal City, used to have 250 or more busy coal mines in her neighborhood Jiawang District alone. Long-term mining scarred the landscape, resulting in almost 9,000 hectares of subsidence. Zhu Xueneng shares with tourists her Coal City hometown memories. All of Zhu Xueneng's memories were begrimed by coal ash until 2012, when a miracle occurred. The national government prioritized ecological civilization and set the new goal of building a beautiful China. On returning after being away for five years, Zhu Xueneng was amazed at the miraculous transformation that had taken place. 
a subsidence area, was now a huge wetland park. And Zhu Xuaning's parents asked her to return and work on the tourist boat there. Tian 也无所谓, more and more tourists come here to witness and wonder at what the Shuzhou government has accomplished. It's also Zhu Xuaning's way of expressing what the transformation of her hometown means to her. Uh在一二年的时候,台湾的一位作家张小峰女士,来咱们徐州寻根祭祖的时候,他也是坐在游船上欣赏完湖景之后,对咱们这里的评价说呢,一潭碧水,用人工的方法,补救了另外一次人工
。你要别人教别人来学，我也不不会去教他们的，对吧？你两个孩子都上学了，没有钱，钱啊，他该该花钱了。你搁那上班能挣几个挣钱？但你得做生意了，你要买买这些菜啦什么的，你天天能挣着钱。After work, Zhu Xueneng starts selling snack food at the night market. With her aunt's help, the business is going okay, but this noisy market can't compare to her peaceful lake. So she's unsure about whether to take up this line of work. Zhu Xueneng decides to consult her father. In 2010, Jiawang District initiated the Landscape Reconstruction Project to reclaim the mining area, and the mining industry was shut down. Her father was transferred to a coal mine in Shanxi. Although working in the scenic area doesn't pay well, it's a job blessed by two generations of miners in the family. Having transitioned from reliance on unsustainable coal mining to a sustainable new ecological economy, Zhu Xueneng embodies the great change in the lifestyle of Shuzhou locals. On reflection, Zhu Xueneng chooses to keep the job she loves. She believes that improvements to and promotion of this scenic spot will bring more tourists and so generate more income. She works in an industry with a bright future. During the period of economic development, many places like Zhu Xueneng's hometown experienced a brief economic boom at the expense of the environment. Xuzhou's past appears to be a nightmare that she shares with many. Today, a green environment has brought us back to the human world. With the people's support, ecological civilization has become China's national strategy. A beautiful homeland is being realized through ambitious dreams.